What a privilege it is to be here um, and to be able to minister to some old friends. I'm going to say old friends. You're still my friends. Uh, but to have so many of you guys here from Malkus, it really is so cool. Um, and we're thankful that we're actually going to come and get the opportunity to, in a sense, build into you guys um, next week. So looking forward to that. My laptop, oh, it's because my Bible was on my laptop. Sorry, I was making crazy noises there. Um, Father God, I, I do pray just even this morning as Johan did now, um, as we go low, Lord, and we adopt even just a posture this morning of receiving from you, our King. Lord Jesus, I pray that you impart to us this morning what we are to hear and what you want us to minister into each of our hearts. Lord, I pray that pride, I pray that uh, um, all the idols that come and raise up in our hearts, I pray that you would throw them to one side this morning, Lord, so that you may have your reign and rule in our lives. We love you, God. We love you, Jesus. And we thank you for the privilege of being your sons and your daughters in your house. Have your way this morning, God. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. We know that you are here with us. Worship you, King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lovely. Um, yeah, this, uh, I'm so glad that we actually ended up on that song. Um, because it really does... It really does actually tie up everything that we want to speak, or what, what I felt to share on today. And uh, that is really to actually posture our hearts. And I, I really do feel like actually God is asking us to take it a little bit of a step further. Um, and, uh, and how are we going to do this this morning is I feel it's too, I said to some of the team this morning, it feels like it's too pronged. Okay. So for those who don't yet know God, uh, we're going to read a scripture shortly, and maybe you can put it up. It's in Philippians 3, uh, where, it's, where I believe there's something of the knowing, the unsurpassing. Uh, oh, let's actually just read it. Here we go. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ my Lord. And so for those maybe who have not yet accepted Christ Jesus as their Savior, this is the first prong, okay? This is the opportunity that I actually want to put out right in the beginning. Normally you leave an altar call to the end, but I'm trusting that as the, actually as the Lord ministers through me and unto us this morning, that there'll be an impartation of, wow, there's something, there's a surpassing there's something for me to actually take hold of here, all right? That there's the, the worth of knowing Christ our Lord. And then the second tier is, I think, found a little bit further down, uh, where it says, um, I want you to, know, okay, we'll read the whole scripture, and to be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith, that which... Bodine was speaking about this morning. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death. You can hear almost Paul's plea here. He's going like, man, I've come to know Christ. I know who He is. He's done an incredible thing. I mean, just read of Christ's life. I mean, Christ's life, of Paul's life and how he encountered Jesus. And you can almost hear the urgency within him going, no, 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 like, I'm not taking that like, I want everything, man. I'm not taking just the little, you know, the little, uh, just what's being given to me. It's like, no, man, I want it all. And, and then he goes on to say, and he says, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained all this, or I have already been made perfect, 
but I press on. And this is the part I want to focus today. I want to press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. And so I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to state it anyway, and I hope most of us know this. But we were not created or not saved merely to just exist and to go on. But the Lord has, I mean, we've gone over this, the, the Lord has prepared incredible good works for us. And we've gone through that already. So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go on, uh, on from there. But um, what, I, what I really feel like God was wanting to, to labor on this morning is that take hold, man. Take hold. Like press on. Take hold. Be encouraged. That's actually what he's saying. It's like, man, there's, there is so much more in God. And so if we fit, I mean, uh, his very words before this was, not that I've obtained it, but I press on. Okay, so I haven't got there yet, but there's something of a yearning for God. And you'll find like, uh, you know, if when you come to know Christ, it's like the reality is we are not here to, to exist. Uh, we are not here as the Christian, almost I want to say in a sense, minority in today's world to survive. We're here to thrive, man. We've got the creator of all things. We just sung it. We've got the creator of all things at our back going, come on. Hey? That's incredible, man. Like, we've got to understand that. It's like he's for us as long as we're f- for him. <laughs> okay. Um, and so God wants to use you. You can say that. Okay, say after me. God wants to use me. All right, cool. Are we, are we awake this morning? This is good. I thought of having us do like a little dance or something beforehand, but it's good. Guys are awake. That's good. Okay, so realizing when you come to know Christ, you're a soldier, okay? You're a soldier, and there is a war on. Are you fighting? You're an athlete. There's a race set before you. Are we running? God's building His church, but we co-labor. Are we building? Are we putting our hands to something? Or what has he asked us to put our hands to? Okay, so these are good questions to ask ourselves. And, and so we've got to understand that actually, if we have come to know God, there's something of the seed of the Spirit that is actually planted in you, and that thing will bear fruit as long as you are in him, remain in him. And that's actually the desire is that, is that we bear fruit for the Father's glory. It's all about him. It's actually all about him. But we've got a role to play in actually going, no, Lord, I'm going to take hold of everything that you've got for me. Hey? It's an exciting thing. Uh, I don't know. That gets me exciting. So there will be a reality, actually, uh, with that seed that's been planted. There will be a rea- reality in you that there will be a longing to carry out the work that he has given to us. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, I want to jump ahead of my notes here. So I've mentioned the two-pronged thing, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Okay. So at the end of the meeting, I want to call for a response, man, and I, I'm trusting that as you're sitting here, if you don't know the worth of knowing Christ, if you've never met Him or accepted Him as your personal Savior, man, I want to give you that opportunity. And uh, we're not going to downplay it. It is the best thing that you will ever do. It was the best decision you'll ever make. And, uh, and it's important for us to realize that. I can see, I can see Loli looking at me like, oh, say for my, say for <laughs> All right. Um, and then for those who profess to know Christ, this is a reminder for us today. Take a hold of that which Christ has taken a hold of you for. Take a hold of that which Christ has taken a hold of you for. And I'm speaking to myself here too. Okay. I have not obtained. I have not arrived. <laughs> but like Paul in this instance, I've learned to have seen just a little bit of God being able to use me 
and actually going, sure, God, if this is, if this is like the least that I'm giving you and, and, and you've entrusted me with this, well, Lord, what else have you got? I want to take hold of that and, and actually press on. Okay. Is this making sense so far? Okay. Um, so a good question to ask ourselves, and uh, it's interesting, you know, I've, I love, it, I love um, what do you call it, analogies, eh? Not analogies. It is an analogy. Acronyms. That's it. Why do I always get mixed up with that? Okay, I love acronyms. You know why? Because my brain works like that, okay? So I'm so sorry if it feels like it's boxing you, but these are nice reminders for us and good key, um, I almost want to say, things to, to look at and uh, good reminders and grids for us to actually, uh, almost uh, like, for us to place against our lives and go, okay, cool. How are we really doing in these areas, you know? Uh, and to revisit over time. So one of the, I remember a preach by Mike Davies once, I think it was even in the Malkos congregation, and he talked about being fast. And I thought, yeah, man, I want to be fast. You know, like no one, you know, we, we, we did like a lot of um, sports together and it was always about, you know, the start and the end. It was never about anything in between, how, what you did and how you, you know, uh, cheated and it doesn't matter. It was just about the start and the end, you know, where you were seen, where you seen in front, and, uh, you know, and at the end, and uh, I'm really not getting to that, but uh, this is not fast as in we're going fast, okay, this is holding fast, okay, this is firm, okay, and that, this is how I believe actually the Lord wants us to stand, especially in a today, which is fo- uh, today's world, which is folding on ev- like left, right, and center on, on values, biblical values, and He's asked us in this day and age to shine, to not be that city on a hill, don't put your light under the bowl, <laughs> to stand, stand firm, okay, and so FAST, that is the acronym for today, and we're only going to get to F and A, <laughs> okay, because I've realized I preach too long, I talk too much, okay, and so what I'm going to try and do is I'm, I'm, uh, I really want to trust God to be able to do this quickly, effectively, but also not ru- yeah, fast, <laughs> firm, we've got to do firm, uh, something I've realized is actually, um, we, we, uh, we led youth for, Nate's now leading the youth in Malkos. We led youth there for a number of years. And, uh, and you know, if you didn't finish the acronym, yes, those would just gruel you, man. They're just like, they're, you know, what you're thinking, they'd say. <laughs> so it was, it was a great training ground. Uh, but uh, I'm right. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. And, and one of the things that we, so I realized there, you know, you gave the acronym and you gave what was applicable. And I realized actually in planting a church, the foundation is probably the most important thing. And actually in everything that I've been prepping, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, God, that's cool. You know, and he's revealing things to me as we go. And then I realized, yeah, we could race through this thing and actually miss the heart of what he actually wanted to do. Or we could lay a foundation that's not necessarily Christ. It could be just a rushed version, and then later on we see the building just standing like a little bit, you know, or cracks starting to form, and the problem with a crack is that as it grows, as we grow this thing, that thing's a crevice, <laughs> okay, so, so actually I felt the Lord's challenging me, no, 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 you know, you can race through your fast, you can do all the acronym, and that could be the nice preach, and we could go home, and then, you know, people could remember the full word, now you're just going to be left with far, <laughs> okay, so we're going to go far today, all right, um, so... <laughs> So we'll do the S and the T at some other stage, but faithful, available, steadfast, and teachable. That is what it stands for. And I believe this is actually one of the greatest tools to, again, here's your life. How am I I faithful? 
Let me have faith for me. Because this is, in order for us to take hold of what God has got for us and to walk in everything that he has for us and press on, he's looking for faithful, available, sub, I want to say submissive, submissive, that too, steadfast and teachable people. Um, and this is a grid that we can actually put our life, you know, that we can push our lives through and actually go, okay, cool. What does is, what is my life look like? And it's a good indicator, actually, of where we're at. And so many people could go, yeah, yeah, Lord, I'm faithful. I'm, I'm a va-. And one of them will be going, ah, you know. It was always teachable for me. My mom would go, hey, Ma, you know what? I just wish you'd listen. I go, Mom, I wish you'd listen. Like, seriously. Like, see, you don't know what's going on, Mom. Like, come on, you know. And the mom knows, though. She knows. And now she's going to take it from, like, a th- you know. And that was always our issue. But I'm slowly... Slowly learning. I had uh, Uncle Ivan clap me over the head so many times. It was good, it was good for me. Um, so faithful. Let's go on faithful. And so you probably think, oh, yeah, faithful. Here we go. He's going to ask us, are we faithful with our time and are we faithful with our finances? No. <laughs> We're not going to go there today. Uh, or we'll touch on one of the things. But, but actually what I really feel the Lord ministering to us is actually around the heart, the posture of the heart of are we faithful? Because I know if the heart is right, the rest of the stuff comes into line, if the heart is right. And so this morning, are we faithful with our hearts? And what I mean by that is, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but our hearts are actually prone to wandering. <laughs> we would often say, okay, cool, so in the morning, get out of bed, you know, well, however you do it, I don't know what your morning routine is, but what is, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Coffee. Right. That's, uh, I'll be very honest, that's mine too. Yes, young Lou. School. Oh, I'm so sorry. We'll pray for him afterwards, though. <laughs> yeah, school. Okay. But, uh, and this is not an indication of our hearts, but actually, it's just our, our hearts are, are inclined to wander. Okay. Instead of wander, wander with an A instead of with an O. And actually, he's asking us to wander, to be living in a place of wander. Have we lost our wonder? Yeah? Okay. And so we're going to read this. I've been working through some of the uh, rise and fall of the kingdoms. Yes, man, it is so cool. I love it. Uh, so I love the New Testament. I really do. But like if I feel like some good story reading, it's actually, I'm going to say story. It's actually accounts. Um, then the Old Testament for me, man, it's like I always say to Stace, there's not much adventure left for guys in the world these days. I look at these guys and I go, man, how do we miss this, man? He's, Matt's trying to get me to buy an airsoft gun so we can go run in the bush and shoot one another. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaning that it actually might be a good, it might, yeah, just to <laughs> feel that adventure again. When, when I read this. So Joshua 23, and let's go there. All right, so let's have a look at this. So it says, be careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. So this is Joshua speaking to the people of Israel. For if you turn back and cling to the remnants of these nations remaining among you and make marriages with them so that you associate with them and they with you, is that it? Okay, Don. I might have it. <laughs> um, did I say 11 to 12? Okay, cool. You can keep going on 13, 14. Okay. Sorry, this is me, lastminute.com, handing the scriptures over. So I can actually find it. I might be able to get it faster than you. No, don't lie. Oh, have you got it? <laughs> I was looking at that. 
Okay. Thanks, bro. Bless you, bro. <laughs> okay. Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you, but they shall be a snare and a trap for you, a whip on your side and thorns in your eyes until you perish from off this good ground that the Lord your God has given you. Okay, and before we like, you're like, shish, Mike, that's a hectic verse, okay. Uh, we're painting a little bit of a picture here, all right. Uh, just to show you that there's nothing new under the sun, all right. So, um, the ne- very next verse. So, that's Joshua basically calling the leaders of Israel together and say, you, you, here's, I'm giving you the land that you've been promised for all these years. <laughs> I'm giving it to you now, but be careful to love the Lord your God. Be careful to love the Lord your God. Do not cling to the remnants of these nations living amongst you. Do not enter into marriages with them. Okay. Into covenants and marriages with them. All right. Important for us to realize. Okay. Judges 2, 6 to 10. uh, Then goes on to say, When Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land. Now, was was the inheritance a bad thing? No, it was promised from God since the very beginning. So, I mean, you can imagine, actually, it's good for us to see this because this is, in a sense, our earthly inheritance and, and there are things that the Lord has actually gifted to us and gone, hey, this, this is yours. This is, you know, and if we have our area of influence and, uh, and we'll touch more on that later, okay? But it says to take possession of the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years. Okay, then they tell you where. You can keep going. All right, and it says, and all that generation, so all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. That's a scary thing. <laughs> That's a scary thing. And I know, I know that I've, I've made mention of this, and this is where... Uh, who spoke about the four stomachs of the cow? I don't even know if the cow had four stomachs. Maybe someone else can tell us. But, but this, is, this is something that I've been chewing on for so Like, God, what went wrong? <laughs> what went wrong? And, um, and, and how did they get there? And how do we not get there? Because it seems like uh, if you read through the Old Testament in many places, it's like the rise and fall. Boom, boom, boom. God comes. He raises up a leader. The leader dies. The people go. <laughs> so is it the leader? Is a picture of God? Is it people's hearts? Are they now gone to a, a land of their own? And so it's a good things to wrestle with. Uh, why? Why did a whole generation? And can I? Can I? I want to propose to you that um, that we are not living in a time that's not very different from that. Um, I, I love the fact that as a church and as a body, we we do seem to have a very healthy number of. Uh, youth amongst us, um, because there is something of a, of a heart being pos- uh, passed down. It's not left to the chosen few to, to be able to do things, but we, we include and we bring alongside and we train up and we equip and we have guys who will, who will come and lead us in worship that are, uh, Jen, Jen, you snuck in as a, as a teen today, I love that, but, um, but we have teens amongst us leading youth, man. And yet I hear, of, I hear of other places, that's even a cool sign. The fact that they're going, having to go outside, that means kids' church is growing, guys. <laughs> that's cool. We don't have a facility. We're like, Lord Jesus, help us with this one, okay? It's a nice problem to have. The fact that they're having to leave right now, I'm going, oh, God, that's so cool. You're adding to us. And church is not a place where, 
uh, you come just before you die to make sure that you're right fit, but actually it's a life, a lifestyle, and it's a family that we belong to. Okay. Um, yes, that's cool. Love that. Okay, can, I, can, I can we dig a little bit deeper? Is it all right? Okay, cool. So, Judges 2, 21 to 22. This is the next continuation of this. All right. I will no longer drive. Is this the one? 2, 21, 20, Yes. I will no longer drive out before you. Before, sorry. I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations that Joshua left when he died in order to test Israel by them, whether they will take care to walk in the way of the Lord as their fathers did or not. <laughs> and so this morning, will we... Uh, one of the things we're going to touch on is actually, are we products of our past? Or are we going to take hold of actually, well, God, you, you're my father, and I'll choose to follow after what you have for me. Okay? Okay. So we'll dig more into this now. Um, but it's, it, I think that actually went on to say, sorry, I'm uh, shocking with my verses this morning. But it went on to saying them actually going into, going into the land um, and setting up idols for themselves, no longer actually worshiping God, but going after idols of their own. That's where it ended up. So a generation that didn't know God, and now we've gone even further, and we've started to serve other gods. And, um, oh man, I, I don't know if you're seeing it, but if we look around us, we're doing exactly the same thing. Eh? <laughs> I want to say we. Um, the world today is looking um, for, for things to worship. And, uh, and our response is actually to, be, to bear something of his image, to go, no, 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 this is, this is who's to, look, follow me as I follow Christ, hey? Set the example going, guys, there's more, there's more. Um, stop running after, just stop clinging to the remnants of the world, in a sense. Renew your mind so you can test and approve what the, what the will of God is. Um, and so that's what we, that's our, our, uh, our role here, man. And so I want to, I want to dig into what I think is some of the blockages uh, for, because I, I was asking God, okay, cool, so we've got a generation that's maybe growing up not knowing you, but then there's also a sign of, okay, cool, well, when we stop knowing you, we start to chase after other things, and what are those other things? Because I think if you can name them, in a sense, you can almost shame them. So here's another acronym, okay, IDOLS. <laughs> okay, given over to the IDOLS, and this is where I, uh, where I feel like God's asking us to posture our hearts this morning and go, um, are we willing to, to take a real look into our lives and to scrape it, maybe something that's even a, uh, what do you call it, a scar, scratch it a little scar, um, and to get in there and actually go, because I do believe that this is, you know, if we to really take a hold of, press into and take a hold of what God has for us, um, we're hitting the ceiling um, because actually what's happening is He will, he will not sh uh, share His glory with any other God. And so if there's gods, if there's idols in our life, and we're looking, God, we want to take hold of this, but it feels like I'm, feels like I'm hitting the ceiling. Maybe you've been here for many years, you've sat through church services, you've done the church thing, and, and you're just like, jeez, you know, when will this end? Lord, what, isn't there more? Isn't there, haven't you got something else for me? And actually, I, I do feel like there might be, uh, well, I know, because I've seen it in my own life. I'm not, I have not attained, <laughs> I have not arrived. I'm very aware that there's idols even within my own life that the Lord's putting His finger on and going, until you beat this thing, until this thing is removed from me, I will not share my glory. Does it make sense? Okay, so we're going to have a look at idols. Okay, I, the I is for items. 
Okay. So items, uh, the things that are materialistic value. It's so nice to have things that look good, that, uh, that, you know, that actually are appealing to the eye. Okay. And, and uh, I think you, you get, like we were with someone who was so refreshing the other day, uh, Monai, who, le- who leads the church in Mossabai. We were with him the other day. And, man, he's responsible for, like, I don't even know how that guy's living and breathing. He's responsible for so much in terms of the church and looking after guys and caring for them well. Not, not talking about, he's looking after us, all, all the guys who are leading, which I think is even worse, because then he gets all the, you know, all the rubbish, you know. And, um, <laughs> and so, and I walked in there, and he's like, hey, bro, cool, let's go surf, you know. And he just had this simple way of living, and his house wasn't flashy, his car wasn't flashy. I mean, it would barely start, but we made it to the beach. Uh, the way to do is wearing at holes in places we shouldn't have places, and uh, um, <laughs> or shouldn't have holes. <laughs> yeah, and um, and it was yeah, it was so refreshing to be around because it felt like, geez, you know, this guy's life is so far removed from the materialistic value of things. And um, yeah, maybe maybe there are instances where he could, you know, put a college shirt on every now and then, and I'm sure he does if he goes and. Sp- speaks in specific instances, but, but uh, it was just so refreshing to be around him, and, uh, and you could see it didn't have a hole in his life, it wasn't an idol in his life, and I think these things come in quite subtly, they come in quite subtly, so I'll give you a, I'll give you a um, no, let's not go there yet, <laughs> okay, so it's of, often linked, actually one of the things we'll find is it's often linked to our passions, and passions are God-given, <laughs> So it's interesting because it's, here's a God-given passion. Like, I love surfing uh, so much that the devil knows that that board, <laughs> that's the one I want, you know. And so it's, there's nothing wrong with a God-given passion. It doesn't, I haven't asked the Lord, uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't asked the Lord. Maybe I should. If it's the Lord hasn't put his finger on, you need to stop surfing, okay. And that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking actually that we position our hearts and go, Lord Jesus, is this an idol? Do you want to rid this from me? Um, and actually hand it over to him, and then be obedient to do it if he says so. <laughs> but often it'll be linked to our passions, the things that we enjoy, uh, and then maybe just enjoy too much. And if it takes the place of, well, then it's an idol. And then we need to repent and turn uh, and rid that thing from our life. So one thing you've learned when it comes to materialistic things is there is, Stacey's is saying, my wife is, she'll say, there is always an upgrade. There is always an upgrade. Okay, so don't be surprised. Oh, my goodness. Like the new Apple what, Watch 3.0, it's probably on 8.0 now, uh, is, uh, has come out. You know? Like, don't be surprised by that, man. It's coming, and it's there for a reason. And they're going to cha- change the charger even so they can charge you more. <laughs> uh, it's coming. So don't be surprised with that. And, and, like, even for myself, I start to, I almost say justify, but I've, we've been walking it through with some guys. It's like the car we have now. It's an amazing car. I love it. I can't do a lot of work in it, okay? Uh, what do I need? Well, I need a bucky, a double cab, one, d- and I start, okay, cool, this is in wisdom. Oh, but I really desire that, that new Hilux that Mike got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, no, no, I'm like, really, I'm th- that's, that thing's beautiful, you know? And I can feel my heart, it's like, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and then it's like, do you want to go for a ride in it? No, 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 bro, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, just, that was my eight. Uh, <laughs> and me, we, meanwhile, he's worked in Skudonk, uh, Bucky's the last, I don't know how many years, man. He deserves that thing. Um, and, uh, but right now, I'm going like, oh my goodness, you know, look at that thing. 
And, um, and I have to watch it, eh? I have to watch it. Because it's like, what started here as a good and wise decision starts to go, and we, we do, you know, the Lord owns a cattle on a thousand hills, not a thousand cattle on one hill. Okay, He can do it. He can do it. Um, but I've got to watch my heart. <laughs> because if it's going after those things, well, then we, yeah, it's taking the place of. Did this thing just drop? It feels like it just dropped. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, be careful it doesn't consume you. I'm taking too long to do this. Duties. D. The, uh, the, the D in idols. Right. Duties. So stuff that we do in life, our career, our sports, even our family at times. Okay. Even church at times. Duties within the church. If it becomes duty, not devotion. <laughs> okay. Within church, I'm saying. Okay. We don't devote our things to outside. We, we, in a sense, yes, we do. With family, we devote ourselves. And, but if it, if it becomes who we are, and it becomes the image we begin to present. Watch for that thing. Um, we're destined to honor God with the work of our hands, for sure. But uh, are we doing more than even God's on asking? When it comes to our work, you know, when you're standing there and it's late at night and you are, you're just like, well, no one else is going to do it. We went away recently, Monet, that same guy, said to me, Mike, you, uh, you're falling into fear. I said, yeah, I know. I've like, I, I thought I was Caleb. Eh? Give me the hill, God. <laughs> and he said, no, you're falling into fear. So I said, what do you mean? So he said, well, you, you've just explained to me that you're, trying to s- you're struggling to find rest in between everything you're doing, right? Yeah. So he said, well, you know that's a command from God. Yes. And then I started, oh, my goodness, here it comes. And, and he said, well, it's actually you're falling into fear because you believe that God can't provide for you even when you're not working. And so you, you, church and work might not, I'm not a full-time pastor, I'm, I'm given to actually work too, which is cool, because it feels like I can still relate in many ways, having to do both. And so it is a juggle, for sure. But I know when there's this, where, where I'm even going past what God's even asking of me. And that work can become an idol very quickly, very, very quickly. Let's watch for that thing. Let's watch for it. All right. Oh, is others... How do you see him in front of others? And is that important to you? So someone told me the other day that, uh, you know, um, hey, you're the typical Josh Jen Elder. I said, what? I've never been called in my life. And then he said, Joe, you got the K-Way jacket and you got that, uh, it, that, um, that coffee machine. And I thought, oh, my goodness. It, <laughs> it snuck in. It was probably the most, uh, like, I'm going to say it was the most offensive thing I've ever heard. Like, I had to, like, are you serious, you know? And uh, I know that I've mentioned that before, but it really ick, man. And I was like, and, and it's because I, I want to be relatable. I still want to be a brother in this sense. Yes, the Lord's asked me to lead this thing, but I want to be a brother to Martinus. I want to be his brother before I'm his leader. And, and yes, the Lord's asked me to lead it. So that's cool. But how, if I'm so concerned about how Martinus sees me, then I'm actually, he, he, he's become an idol. Do, are we just who we are in front of people? Or is this who, will this be the mic that you get when, when we do and go and have a coffee? Because that's actually who we need to be. We need to be people who are real, man. We're facing the same stuff. We don't leave here and fly out the doors. <laughs> it's the same struggles. Um, and so we need to ma- remain uh, real and, uh, and uh, relatable. But others, are they shaping the way that we are actually thinking? Are we... Uh, basing even our, our thoughts, the way we dress, 
um, our view in life and what's important by actually what others think. And that can be even family members, eh? And you can't choose your family. Choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. That's why I left mine in Mark for so. <laughs> Just kidding. I love them. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, what are they saying behind my back? What do they think of me? You know, uh, I'm, I've got to come to terms with the fact this week, I came to terms with the fact that, like, this the lady drove past me while we were getting changed in front of, like, uh, a truck full of surfers. It was really busy on the other side. There were some good waves. And I'm standing there, and that, who, that used to be an image, that used to be an idol in my life of like how I seemed. And you know, the guy, typical long hair surfer that uses words no one understands and spends most of his time smoking Zoland at the beach. And, uh, and that's, that's who I used to be, man. And now this lady drives past and goes, Hello, do you In front of everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh God, and, I, and then I, and then I like, it's this little thing in me that like was like, no, <laughs> and then, and then you got to realize, wow, that thing's not dead, that thing's not dead, I care about what other people think about me, and actually like in a moment I chose to respond, I was like, I looked at the guys and I said, yeah, yeah, you can see women here, you flip and give me your waves, you know, you got to watch it, otherwise I'll tell this town, you know, uh, yeah, just, it was cool, I just swung the pendulum the other way, I was like, oh goodness Lord. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, the, the L for idols, longings, longings of the heart. When I get this, I will be fulfilled. When I get that bucky, man, if I could just get that, you know, then, well, then I can do all my work and I can see lack of people. I could load the family in, you know, and go on a holiday and we won't get stuck in the sand. And uh, we can, and there's always, again, it's always that upgrade, it's that longings. I see there's a laugh here, that's a good, I'm not alone. <laughs> okay, um, you know, we, Stace and myself, we were looking at, um, we were dreaming this week, there was a house just across the road here, and we thought, wow, you know, that could be cool, you know, um, Andrew's asked us, in, in a sense, to, to prepare, um, to be wise with our finance, to, to actually um, budget for the future, and so that we actually, at maybe at a stage, can minister without even being paid for it, um, because we don't know what's going to come with the world. We don't know what's going to come with the world. And, uh, and we're thinking, oh, man, you know, this could even be a wise decision. I'll tell you, between my wife and myself, to give you a little bit of background, my wife, Stacey, is an interior designer. So, I mean, like, now her, how do you say in Afrikaans, like a cop role. Now her mind is going. Uh, she's like, so I can see, she's, she's already drawn up plans for this thing. I mean, it's just like, that house has changed color. The owners don't even know yet, you know. And, uh, and it's a face brick house, which makes it weird. So, so anyway, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, we drive fast the next day, and we, we're just dreaming. We thought, yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should consider, you know, wh- what sort of loan we can get, what, you know, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I realized we, we, we drove fast, and we both saw sold, and it was like, it's just no conversation. It's just like, you know, and in a moment, that thing's just sold, you know, and it's like all your hopes and dreams. And, and uh, I don't think our, our hearts were attached. I think we were, our long, the longing was actually maybe to even have a place of our own one day. Um, that was maybe the longing. Um, and there's nothing, thank you, Reggie. Uh, <laughs> and there, there's nothing wrong with that. But also, you know, to, to properly balance that thing, the Lord says, uh, you know, follow me. <laughs> and you'll have no place to put your head. So I'm not, we're not going to put your party, okay? We're never going to place for 
we want to be wise and, and also hearing God. And okay, cool, God, do you want us to? But the moment that it becomes we long after things instead of actually our longing being for the king and what he has for us, it's a dangerous place. It starts directing your life. And it's actually doing its best to, do, to, to give you what only Jesus can. That's actually what it's doing. It's trying to replace the longing in you. So we have to long after things that actually our longing should be for, for the Lord. Eh? All right. And then the last one is sufferings. Sufferings. And like, what do you mean sufferings? Okay, Philippians 3.13. This is the same, same scripture we've been going over. Okay, it says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Okay, so there is, there is a sense that, yeah, man, I was a uh, druggie that used to surf and spend way more time on the beach and didn't really have a care in the world and didn't care for others either. That was, who, but I, I only, the only reason actually we should be looking back is to go, God, is there something that actually I need to repent of? Or long enough to go, do I need to forgive that person? Well, then you look forward again. You're not going that way. <laughs> You're pressing on. You're taking hold. Okay, so don't look back. So it can't even be the sufferings. And the, the challenge here is that actually in the sufferings, um, people begin to even like the hurt more than they'll trust God for the healing. And it becomes who you are. It becomes your identity. It becomes, man, woe is me. You don't know what I've been through. I don't know what you've been through. And you don't know what I've been through. And so there will always be this tennis match. And every, it's left everyone going, okay, no one knows what you've been through. And that's actually one of the cool things in a family like this where we can sit and we can share. And we can bear one another's burdens in love. That's the purpose of this. And by doing so, we are a whole bunch of people coming together as burnt bricks. <laughs> and, uh, and we're actually trying to rebuild something that the Lord has asked us to rebuild. And when the world looks at it and goes, how the heck are those people getting along? They are so different. They've got nothing in common. Oh, we've failed there. Okay. It's the one thing that we've got in common that is actually keeping us together. Other than that, I mean, I've always said, one of the guys, the Hannes, who will visit next week in Malkos, I've got nothing in common with that guy, man. He was from the free state and he didn't surf until I taught him to surf. And I'm so glad I taught him to surf. Otherwise, we'd still have nothing in common. <laughs> and, but, I, but I love him. I love him with everything in me. Uh, he's become a brother because it's, it's Jesus that did it. Um, <laughs> don't tell this, Benny, when you go back. Yeah, I, can see the, I can see the, the schemes already here. And so these are some of the idols, you know. Don't become a product of your past, okay. Um, we begin hitting the ceiling. and We're asking God, Lord, I want to take hold of that which you have taken hold of me. But if there's idols amongst us, we're just going to keep boom. Boom. It's like we've reached what we can reach because he says, I will not share my glory with any other God. And there's gods amongst you and you need to repent. So this, this morning, are there things that we need to repent about? Because we can just, we can say this and then next week we can go, and then we, four weeks from now we're going, yes, but nothing really changed. And it's, well, it's actually repentance. You cannot accept true salvation unless there's a repentance, there's a turning from and toward. And so it's the same when we realize actually, well, there's idols amongst us. God, I'm, I'm going after things that I realize now. I, you've pointed it out to me. There's something that is not of you. 
how do I rid it of my life so that I can be everything for you? Hey? Right. So Ezekiel 36, we see a, a good description of this. It says, I will, take, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you. You shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. And I will make, uh, sorry, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you. Okay, listen to this. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Okay, now you're going, yeah, but Mike, that's for the Israelites. Uh, you know, they were speaking to the Israelites. So how does this affect us? Well, if we were actually, we've, do you know that we've been brought into, born into a lineage uh, since Abraham? <laughs> he says, so at once we were far off, talking about the, Jew, the, the Jews and the Gentiles, Gentiles now being grafted in. At once we were far off, but now we've been brought close by the blood of his son. He's made a way for us. And so when we do that, we come into this lineage. And so God wants to come and go, I will sprinkle you with clean water. I'll remove the idols amongst you. I'll cleanse you. And that's available to us. Do you see it? Okay, cool. And so you, one of the things that uh, I would, and this is why I want to labor this point, I will put my spirit within you. And this is what they didn't have before. Okay. This is the, I almost want to say the secret weapon amongst us. is <laughs> Holy Spirit within us. He said it will give you the power to say no to, un, to ungodliness. And uh, when I consider, because this really rattled me, man. I'm going, Lord Jesus, how do we get past this generation that didn't know you? Lord, so I've got my spirit within you. And it's training you and teaching you. And it's working within you to, for you to become more Christ-like, to be, become more like me. And I'll change you. But you need to, be, you need to submit your life. You need to, hey? It's beautiful, eh? I love the fact that he, he didn't leave us, right? that he, he actually sent something better. He said, no, 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 I'll, I'll send my spirit. It's, it's better for you that I go. Oh, it's beautiful. So let's start here. If you're struggling with idols, you're struggling with uh, uncleanliness and idols in your life, it's a good place to start. Are you filled with his spirit? Are you filled with his spirit? We had a beautiful parenting example when we were living with Barnes and Leanne. He said, um, my girl, you know what the right answer is? She was teaching there now, 13-year-old. You know what the answer is? He said, no, I don't. Okay. But don't say it because I said it. And when you know what decision you're going to make before you're in the situation, and then even when you're in the situation, rely on the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you and for you to be able to have the power to say no. And I thought, wow, that is something that if I can, it's like I want to drum it into my kid now. <laughs> he's, he's not quite here yet. He's not understanding. But um, we'll get there with the help of others and the Lord. Amen, bro. Amen. You can see a little bit of his character coming out now. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's not something you can do in your own strength, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Okay, says the Lord. All right. Is everyone still Okay. Okay, not far from done yet. Um, don't, don't, do a a, a, um, don't put two and two together and go, cheapers. we're still on the F, you know, and then do the math of how long we're going to take to get to the, the A, okay? Just, I really wanted to labor this. 
Uh, and one, one of the cool things is if you're sitting here this morning and you're going, man, I've been so unfaithful. I've been so unfaithful in my marriage, with my time, with my finances, with all these things. You know what? It's not really about you. <laughs> That's a cool thing. The Lord, the Lord does, ma- it does matter, okay? But He is faithful even when we are not faithful. And so we need to lean into Him and to His Spirit, trust the Spirit within us to be able to go, God, help me. He is the helper. Lord, help me to say no to ungodliness, to say no to things that try and grip my heart, the idols amongst, amongst us, eh? Items, duties, others, longings, sufferings, the things that would try and grip our heart. Even when we are not faithful, He is faithful. Thank you, Father. And so faithful. <laughs> Sorry, we're, now we're coming back to the actual... Uh, this is the, our fallback position is we come back and we go, Lord, are we fast? Are we holding fast? Are we taking a hold of? Are we standing firm for what you've asked? Okay. In our actions, and those he's entrusted to you. One of the scariest days of my life is when we came onto eldership. Because I realized uh, <laughs> I was leading myself. The Lord says, take care of yourself. Okay. That's, you know, and sometimes that's the hardest person to take care of. Um, and then I was leading my wife, and that's okay, cool, that's hot, Lord, I need to love her like you love your church, okay, impossible task already, but I'm going to do everything, I'm going to say my power, in your spirit, <laughs> uh, to, to do this well, and to love her well, and then you get, and then you get asked to, okay, cool, well, will you care for my church, <laughs> the, the whole church, uh, so I can tell you right now, to know that I'm going to stand before God one day, and, and I may come across as sometimes a little bit of a pushy pastor. I said this to some guys this week. I'm so sorry. But there is a realization that I'm going to stand one day before God, and he's going to ask me about Lindy. How did you do with Lindy? Did you actually encourage her into all that I had for you? Or did you put a lid on her because, well, she's Afrikaans and you're English? <laughs> we need that amongst us. <laughs> hey? But I'm going to stand there one day, and, and her blood's going to be on my head. And so when this seems like legalistic or, uh, you know, even domineering, there needs to be a sense of, well, this is what God's asked of me. And so I'm taking that pretty seriously, because no longer am I thinking about only what I look like in front of you guys. <laughs> I'm thinking about what I'm looking like in front of Him, and that's actually what I care about. So I want to do everything in my power, my power, with that the Lord has entrusted me to bring Lindy through into all that she, that the Lord has for her. For her to take hold of and to, to press on would be our win. Do you see that? And so, okay, cool, you're going, oh, but Mike, well, I was, I'm never called to be an elder. And that's okay. The Lord has called you to be faithful with the house that you're in. And so there is a sense that you belong to one another. That's what Scripture says, members of one another. You belong to one another. And so the Lord's given us ample opportunity to love one another. And so in a home group setting or with someone that's just given their life to God, are you caring for them? Are you loving them? Because if that came down to me, I'd do a horrible job. There's people, I, could, I can tell you right now, there's people in this congregation that are far better at empathy and sympathy and loving and spending hours on end with people to bring them all into what God has for them. That is something I have to work quite hard at. <laughs> uh, and so there's ample opportunity amongst us. Who has the Lord entrusted to you, and are you loving them well? 
And that won't come easy because that means it's going to take something of you. It's going to take you reaching out and going, okay, I don't know this person from a bar of soap, but I don't even know where that saying comes from. It's weird. But uh, Amanda, <coughs> I don't know you, Amanda, but you look good in pink today, and I'd love to get to know you. You've always got a smile on your face, and I realize you've been here amongst us for a couple of weeks. What do you enjoy, and would you like to get a coffee together? Great starting point. Great starting point. And that's actually, I almost want to say, that's what the Lord has entrusted us with, is to care for one another, share one another's burdens, build family amongst us. Because uh, if it starts here, I mean, if it, is, if it starts and ends here, then it's a... Uh, we're doomed, eh? It becomes insular, and that's the whole reason we're going next week. It's actually going, no, 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 we're reaching out. We're reaching out. Because we're, Malkwas, can I say this? Malkwas had its a tendency, and always did have a tendency, to be a quiet holiday town of uh, just, it's just lacquer. Why do you need to leave Malkwas? That was always the thing. Uh, and I could say Azerbaijan is like that times 10. That is like, why do we need to leave here, man? It is hectic. So, so let's be mindful of that, and that's, that is part of the reason we are going, all right. Okay, okay, I'm going to end um, very shortly, okay. So fallback position, are you faithful? Okay, available, are you available? And what I mean is not, not your time, um, I'm talking about actually a willingness of heart. So there needs to be a willingness of heart. You can have all the time in the world, you can be... Uh, I'm trying to find, find a, a good analogy. You can have all the time in the world, but if your heart's not willing, the Lord is, it's like, can't use you. And so there needs to be a willingness of heart to be used by God. And so I want to say this morning, it's like, what has stopped your yes? Are you still saying yes to God? Are you still saying yes to God? And what are those things he's, he's asking of you then? <laughs> okay, so availability, it's a lot more than time. It's a willingness of heart. Uh, in the book of Matthew, we often see, well, often, right in the beginning, it's like Jesus going around and going uh, to the tax collector booth, follow me. And the guys would just leave what they did and follow. Um, Peter, John, leave your nets. Let's go. Follow me. So what has stopped your yes? And are you still following after God? Or is it with a clause? Is there a little bit of a, okay, God, I, I can give you so much, but there's a, you know, then we only meet halfway. And what, what am I saying? I'm not saying quit your jobs and go somewhere tomorrow, okay? As I said, I'm also a working class hero, okay? Half my day, three quarters of my day is still in graft, okay? Hard graft. I'm not saying quit your jobs, but what, ha what is the Lord asking of you? And are you available to Him for that time? The problem is, if we're not available for that time, we're not saying yes, something else will fill that time. Uh, and so, you know, the conversation is, goes like this. Uh, Lord, you don't know what my day looks like. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've got to, you know, in the morning, I've got, it's a, like, you know, it's spring. It's like we've got to run along the beach here because that's, I mean, it's your creation, God. I uh, haven't had a quiet time yet. Um, but then when I come back, you know, there's only one good place in town that has good coffee. So I'm going to go to Rosemead, but now there's a queue. And you get back and you're, oh, my goodness, you know, I've, Lord, I know that you've asked me of this, just to even a small thing like spending time with you in the morning, but realize that, uh, you know, I've still got to fit work in today. When am I going to do that? You know, and it actually quickly becomes this, like, this much time. 
And so what, I'm not placing anything on you. I'm not asking you to leave the jobs. I'm not, please, if you ever, ever did consider that, please come and talk to me first because there is a good sense of wisdom in that and journeying it with others. What is God asking of your time and are you available to that? That might be a coffee a week with someone. Uh, it's good to consider these things, eh? All right. Um, and so do you have time? Do you have capacity? And uh, now there's a lot of outworkings of that, but I, I think coming before God and asking Him as your personal Lord and Savior, um, Lord, what are you requiring of me? And then if that maybe even needs to be journeyed through with myself or one of the other leaders, well, then bring that to us and we can go, okay, cool. This is an area where we feel, and this is what we believe the Lord's saying to you. Okay, cool. So fall back, position, fast. Are you available? Are you available to be used by God? Um, and I'm going to end with, uh, with two scriptures. All right, Haggai 1, 2 to 9. I don't know if you've ever read Haggai, but basically it's, it's uh, <laughs> the prophet of Haggai coming to the people of Israel again and uh, getting to them almost to restore their vows to rebuild something of the temple of God. Okay, so listen to this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, these people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in the paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And that's what I think the Lord is asking of us this morning. Just consider your ways. Because actually I think sometimes our ways and the Lord's ways are quite different. And how often do we inquire of that and actually consider? So the Bible will often use words like consider, remember. Okay. Uh, so you have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you will never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does not it does so to put them into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And so there is a sense that you can use all your time. You can use everything that you have, <laughs> and it can come to none. And you're realizing, just God, what is, what is actually happening? And the Lord's going, consider your ways. Consider your ways. You, you, that, like that word that was brought this morning about the grass. Amandus brought about the grass, withering. Uh, we're only here for so long. Consider your ways. Consider, we need to consider our ways. Okay. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. Okay. Again, restating what's of most importance. You looked for much and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Interesting. God blew it away. So sometimes we just try and nail the, the enemy for everything. And this is saying, no, no, no. It was me that did it. Okay. I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lives in ruins, while each one of you busies himself, busies himself with his own house. And that's the lesson I, I feel like we want to learn this, this, this morning, is actually with what the Lord has asked us to be, a faithful, available, a steadfast, and a teachable people. What is He asking of us? And what do we need to consider in terms of our ways that we could give more to God? Okay. And that is not, again, well, Lord Jesus, you know, unless the Lord is saying it, all right? That is not, Lord Jesus, I give you everything. I, you know, my, I forgo my job. I forgo my, you could sell your car and you can, and you'll wind up in a worse position. Okay. All he's asking is consider your ways. Consider your ways before me. 
And are you giving what I'm requiring? Is it your way? Is it my way? And, um, and I, I do believe that that is actually the, the, the heart of the message of what God is actually trying to say, is to posture our hearts this morning and go, Lord Jesus, have your way. Have your way in my life. I realize that actually I can fill my time, I can apply my finances here, there, and everywhere. I can, and in it all, it can seem good and actually be of very little fruit. And I want to bear fruit for your name's sake, Father. That's why I'm here. To realize what is of most importance and what is God asking you in terms of putting your hand to in this house. Or into the house, if you don't feel yet like the Lord has called you here, into the house that He is calling you or has already called you. Be faithful with what he is asking to put in your hand and available to what he is requiring of you in terms of your time and everything else in your life. Does it make sense? Cool. I feel like uh, we spoke about the, the idols and um, we want to end, end with this. I'd love us if, if we can actually stand and maybe Johan, you can come and take from me.